Hello and welcome to the Footy Sphere. This is our 11th episode on the podcast. And today we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to have a bit of a shorter podcast today. We're just going to touch on the big games of this weekend coming. Our views on the recent ban of Manchester City from the UEFA Champions League. Andrew, how are you tonight? I'm good in your turn. Hope all's going well. Yeah, teams... Uh, both the teams will have a good run in Champions League, but hopefully in two weeks' time we can do a little better. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty interesting. The atmosphere at uh, Atletico's home stadium was unreal. I mean, those <clears throat> yeah. fans definitely came out and pushed their team to go forward, and they really made Liverpool struggle. Um, Liverpool, although in the game, they played, they pretty much in the general field of play, pretty much dominated the game. Yeah. But Atletico limited them to not getting many shots on target. I don't even think Liverpool managed to hit a shot on target in that match. Yeah, and that, and that, and 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 that was weird to see uh, to actually see a Liverpool game pinned in a little bit, and and it's just weird to see the way Diego Simeone because he has uh, done this before to other teams around the world. So it's going to be quite an interesting game. But Anfield has been the fortress for the last two years. So let's see how it goes there. Yeah, very interesting. And how did you make of your team in the Champions League this week? Um, we didn't keep much possession. We were poor. And I think we were lucky to come away with a 1-0 loss, actually. Um, after oh, really? watching the game last night, keep ball much. We, Hugo Lloris was our man of the match. And uh, yeah, he, he kept us in for a long time. It was a silly pin we gave away. And we hit the post late on, which could have made the game different. But weird things have happened in Champions League's uh, second legs. Me and you know that oh, yeah. quite well from last season. So, yeah, we hope you go to Red Bull and get a positive result. Hope we get through to the quarters. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst result there for Spurs. I mean, Leipzig are currently leading the Bundesliga and are having a great season. So, you're playing against a top team. Um, it's definitely nothing to be ashamed of. And, yeah, yeah. we'll see how it goes in the next round. All right, so... What do you make of this ban against Manchester City by UEFA? I, I, I think it's six or one and a half a dozen or the other because if you're going to start banning teams for this, then where are we going to draw the line? There has to be set rules. There has to be transparency from FIFA because, and, and UEFA because they keep saying one thing and then we look at it and we're like, but another team has done the same thing. But if they're going to say, here, yeah, this is what we've done to Man City, we're going to make an example of them, then whoever breaks the law, this is what they're going to get. There has to be a set rules and a set change for it. Look, it's, yeah, like you said, it's a difficult thing to say because there, there is the financial fair play document is spelled out and it is very clear on what needs to happen. Yeah. But the problem I think that comes in is finding legitimate evidence of these issues. And I think there's never been clear cut evidence. And I'm not saying there is now. I mean, Man City have denied any wrongdoing. They are going to appeal yeah. it. But something serious must have come past UEFA's way for them to put a severity on this ban because not only are they banning Manchester City for what they've done wrong, they're still banning Manchester City, probably one of the wealthiest clubs in the world, who definitely have the financial ability to fight this. And, yeah, and I don't think UEFA would just take that risk and say, okay, well, we're going to ban them and they're going to take this down, lying down. I'm pretty certain UEFA mm -hmm. knew that City would fight it. So there must be some form of credible ed evidence that they do have. 
But that being said, maybe they don't. So we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing because I was reading an article about the New York Times this week. It was actually this afternoon. And they were saying that it all started when City leaked some of the internal emails that appeared uh, to the UEFA financial controllers. And the biggest thing that they were finding out is how the sponsorship from the UAE um, state-owned airline, Etihad, makes up most of the cash infusions because the guy who owns uh, Etihad is the brother of one of the um, sheikhs from the Emirates, or actually the ruler of the Emirates. And they were saying, he just, you're not allowed to pump money into your club. And they were doing it in special ways, like getting the naming rights of the stadium for 400 million pounds and stuff like that. And that's unheard of. And they didn't do it the correct way. So we have to see how you ever come with this. Yeah, because like this, I'm not saying City needs to be banned, but there definitely needs to be something to stop clubs from doing this because you're not, how many clubs can actually compete with that? Yeah. Got an entire government that's funding you. How is any of the smaller teams ever supposed to try and like put an effort in? Um, it's, it's tough because, like yeah, like you said, it's literally them going from like a specific sponsorship from Etihad, which was like eight million, eight million yeah. pounds, I think it was at the time. And then as soon as Financial Fair Play came in, it immediately rose to something like sixty-eight million. I mean, that's a huge jump. Where's that money coming from? And we know it comes obviously from the Sheikh. I mean, he runs yeah. Etihad. It's family's business so it's pretty much him using his political resources to influence a club and that definitely cannot be allowed yeah and, and, and I think something has to be done here if you want to speak about the small clubs and how small clubs make money how about the way that some uh, baseball teams some of the American sports or even the way F1 actually runs it where you have a salary cap or a wage gap or even a funding cap. The better you do, the more money you get, the less. Mm. And, and, and you work from there because then you know exactly how much you're getting in, how much the sponsorships give you, and there's a transparency from all sides. Yeah, I know that definitely can happen. I think just on the scale of football as opposed to the American sports, it's on a much yeah. broader scale. There's a lot more clubs, a lot more like details that go into it. So would probably be a little bit harder for them to do it, but it's definitely something they should be considering, something similar to that and finding out ways they can do it into the large spectrum of like European football where there's, I don't know how many clubs of professional athletes, of, of professional clubs there are out there. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. You're not just dealing with one or two clubs or even one country. Uh, FIFA runs the whole world in terms of football. It's the biggest... Uh, football as um, the biggest sport in the world. And are they looking at the South American leagues, the Chinese league? Because now the Chinese league have implemented a wage cap now. So now all the guys who are getting like three, 400,000 pounds a week are going to be cut down to maybe 20,000 pounds a week. So what, are they just going to come back to the European side now? Yeah, that's definitely going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But something definitely does have to happen because... It's just ridiculous amounts of money that is now being thrown around at players for wages, etc. And yeah, yeah, something needs to level the playing field. And also, it was big at the time. I mean, Liverpool were definitely a big um, problem in this back in the past where they nearly went into administration because the money yeah. that they were spending 
was then they weren't making it back. And that's why financial fair play came in, was to make sure that clubs mm-hmm. don't overspend what the club makes. Yeah, 100%. I think it was a few years ago, you guys almost got dropped for points. What was it? Was, oh, yeah. Or the, the yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and, thing is, and it's happened to other teams across the leagues as well. Portsmouth have been docked. Leeds have been docked. All these teams have been docked points. And if you look at it, they're looking at the books. They're looking at how things work. So there is a system in place. But now when a club has the finances to go above and beyond yeah. paying off everyone, where do we draw the line? How much is enough? How much is okay? Because at the end of the day, you're still going to be messing around with people's careers, messing around with people's lives. We look at Man City now. How many of those people on staff now are going to leave? How many people in the team is going to leave? And yeah. for those loyal fans, it's not fair to them either. Yeah, no, it's stuff. I, look, I don't know. I think there has to be a ban, but maybe if if they are found for for doing what they've done. So if they are guilty, if there's enough evidence and they are found guilty, then yeah. I do think the ban needs to stick. I mean, some, yeah. you can't let that happen. That needs to. That's going to send a lot of fear to your to to the other clubs who are potentially doing similar things, and they'll probably start to figure out ways to like start balancing their books out in a more legal manner. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, I don't think there should be any, if it is true, I don't think there should be any further Thank punishment you. for institutions yeah. on the city. I mean, a two-year UEFA Champions League ban is more than enough. That will really, the punishment will fit the crime there. That's a yeah. huge loss to any club if you are banned out of the Champions League. Yeah. Liverpool knew what, that happened when they had the hazel disaster they were banned from the champions league i can't remember now for exactly how many years yeah. and literally that ban is what sent liverpool down that path of mediocrity for a long time so yeah. bans can have the effect that they want on the clubs to in order to teach them a lesson i don't believe that city should be punished further than that if yeah. they have done what they have said to be done wrong yeah so so, so all the other um Rumors that are going about about docking them points from the season where United and Liverpool won the league. So just keep it as is. That's done. Walk yeah, away from that. that and then just go from there. Yeah, that I, I really don't believe there should be any more punishment from other institutions. They're going to be punished enough for it. Yeah. Because the whole thing of English football now is you have six or seven teams vying for four places in Champions League. And they slog it out week in and week out. And that's what we love to see. And that will be punishment enough for City. Because if, let's say, they get banned this season, then first place gets it. They finish top four, first place get it next season. And can you imagine how much money and how much it's going to pump into those clubs? Because let's say Sheffield United and Wolves, again, pick up European sports this year. Can you imagine them going to the... Europa League getting more funding and becoming stronger. Everton coming now with Ancelotti at their side. Arsenal, United, Chelsea, Leicester. So now you almost have 10 clubs fighting for four sports of Champions League and two, Euro- and two uh, Europa League places. That could be amazing. Yeah, it definitely could. But I think it will happen anyway regardless. The teams are starting. Yeah. They, they're showing already now that how strong they are improving as squads. Yeah, 100%. And it could be a good thing for the league as well. 
And even yeah. if it's just a year ban, if they fight it and they get it dropped to a year, it's still a big thing. A big club like that with the big players they have, a year would still be a lot for them. Oh, definitely. And if those players even decide to stay there just for the one year. Mart, yeah. I mean, you had big players stay at Juve when they got relegated. So yeah. it might not actually be as harsh, impactful if it's just one year, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, and and uh, I'm actually looking forward to see how, how this one plays out. Because big news throughout the weeks, and, and they said it could only be resolved in the summer or through the summer break. So let's see how it goes, because I think this could be a good one, just to see where it goes and be a fun story to track. Well, you're not a Man City fan, but I think for everyone else, it could be quite interesting through the summer and through the break to see how the how teams get on. Yeah, for any football fan, this is definitely something you want to keep uh, track of. That being said, what do you think now of City-Leicester game this weekend? It's a big one. It's the team that's third and second. And yeah. City came out and showed against West Ham that they still mean business. They're still going to win games. But it's also going to be a bit different playing against a strong team like Leicester. Yeah, and it is, Leicester have always had that essence of who they are. We're going to go after big boys and we're going to make sure you know who we are. And going to the king power is not easy. But I still say Man City are strong enough right now. They have a point to prove. Yeah. And they have this, they have this chip on their shoulder at the moment. You can see it when they play. And I think man, it's going to be a tough game, but Man City, I think, will get the result at the end. Yeah, I definitely think Pep will know how to use this situation with Man City to yeah. build motivation in the team to, con- to kick off and say – Let's prove everyone wrong. Let's show them that on the football field, we are the great team. It's not the, it's not necessarily the funds we're getting from our owners, but it's the football that we're playing. And let's go out there and prove that. Um, yeah. What about your boys in Chelsea? I think that's the other game I just wanted to touch on. Uh, it's a big one. Uh, United showed that Chelsea are definitely there for the taking. Yeah. After a run of poor form, United came out and beat Chelsea. Although they did get a lot of help from VAR, I never watched mm-hmm. the game, so I'm not going to have an yeah. opinion on the calls were correct or not. Yeah. But what do you think about your chances this weekend against Chelsea? If you're, if you're telling me eight weeks ago this game would be here, I would say you're lying to me. We were 12 points behind Chelsea. We thought top four was gone at Christmas. And now we're coming back. And if we win this, we go two points ahead of Chelsea into that top four place. And we have everything to play for. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm looking for this. I really want this game. Top four means a lot to Spurs, and this is what we want. We're fighting for this. And Chelsea have been they're blowing hot and cold at the moment. And going to Stanford Bridge there, we know what we're going to be under. And I say, just go for it. Just go for the win and see what happens. We have nothing to lose right there. And Spurs will be going for it. I think Jose is going to bring some of his magic back there. I think he's going to be parking the bus, men behind the ball, because... Uh, up front and on the and on the fullbacks, we just don't have enough players at the moment. We're covering all angles with youth players and all of that. So I, so I think let's just see what happens. I think there could be something special this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be another great weekend to watch. Last thing yeah. before we go, yeah. we're not going to get too too in depth about fantasy, but just give me quickly now, captain for the weekend for any fantasy managers. Go. Oh, okay. Captain's a pick for this weekend. I don't think you can look past Salah or Mane. 
West, uh, West Ham have been absolutely awful. And uh, Liverpool have the extra day rest. They play on Monday night. So Salomone, I just can't see anything more than that. Liverpool have been the steam train for the last two years and I, that train is not going to stop now. Liverpool fullback, maybe? Uh, Alexander yeah. Arnold, the Robertson, even? Yeah, because uh, they picked up seven and nine points in the last game week, respectively. So, easy again. Most clean sheets. It is a Liverpool player and you'll be the happiest person right now. Yeah, probably for anyone who's like sitting a little bit behind in their leagues and wants to get that jump on, rather than picking the captain that most likely most people will pick, take that little risk. I don't know. Doesn't work out for me, but just keep doing it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, do it. I know a lot of people captain Kevin De Bruyne this weekend, and after last night's performance, they climbed up uh, quite a bit. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Thanks so much for the the chat this evening, and have a good one. Same to you, John. See you soon. And cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.